Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. It's Greenland, like being Amish, but with more ice. Bye. It's time to take a dip in the pool of stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I'm wondering why Platinum Fox is in charge of your burial and not me. Do you want to be? If needed, I would do it for you as a friend. That's what I've told Christian. When I die, I want to just cremate me. Where do you want your ashes to be? Wherever you want them to be. And if, T-Bone, you decide where you want me to be is in your mouth, then that's where I'll spend eternity. Sure. I want you to mix me with some garlic salt and put me on a nice steak. That's what I would like. Featuring Panama Ted, Leanna Ray on traffic. You know I hate you guys, right? And all the weird sounds the internet has ever made. Just want to remind everybody that it's Columbus Day. He's the only one I've ever met that can handle my junk. Just a flaps all over the place. Does that make any sense to you? This is Common Man and T-Bone. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hey, hey man. What's up? Hey... What was that? Thought I'd try something new. I don't like it. <laughs> Just and we've been doing this hey. for so long, and all I say, I say the same thing back to you every single day. So no, I thought I would try a different thing once. No, and, but it's, uh, it's it's jarring when when someone you're not used to that person giving you that response. It's a perfectly normal response, but like when my wife does this, and I'm sure you have it too because you've been married for a long time, where. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I said like "Hey" to you, that'd be perfectly natural in a regular setting. But when Kristen says like "Hey" when I walk in a room, it's odd because she doesn't normally say that. Yeah, it's assumed that you both live there. You don't have to greet each other every time you walk into a room. Or no, when I she be- uses my my name, you know, or something like that. It, it, it's weird. Yeah, I would say though, like. Like when we're out in public or, you know, if Melissa is referencing me, like if we're in a conversation with friends and she'll say, or she's on the phone and she'll say my real name, my full name. I don't know what is, that is. Well, it's Jonathan. No, it's not. Right? Okay. But if one day she was just on the phone with a friend of hers and was like, oh yeah, John and I went to the store, I would be like, who the hell is this John guy? Like I would be, like I wouldn't even process that that was her referencing me. Like I would think, who is John? Like that's... I never go by that, and she's never called me that. So it would be maybe jarring. There's, maybe You're there's right. a fella named John. Well, I know. That's what I, I, I got to keep an eye out for John. If she ever mentions a John, I'm going to have to have words with him. I mean, Timmy's wife talks about John on the phone all the time, right in front of him, too. <laughs> she's not even pretending. I can't that's wait right. for this guy to leave. Yeah, exactly right. Come on over, John. Jan. Jan. Uh, Bone of Education is coming up top of the 4 o'clock hour. This is the final week, so it's two more today and tomorrow for Bone of Education. Then it's dead. What's the topic today? So I was thinking about things that, you know, I am passionate about, things that have, you know, I've always enjoyed in my life. Tacos. Well, that's a, I could do that one. But I thought about this. We We talk all the time about how I have this Christian music background and how I used to work at a Christian radio station and all that. Today, for Bone of Education, we are going to talk about perhaps the greatest Christian band ever formed. Creed. A band called, no, DC Talk. You know DC I Talk. I do, just between you and me. Right. I have something to say. 
That's exactly yes. That's one of their best songs. Mm-hmm. So we that, will that was talk- a crossover hit, man. That was on Hot AC back in the day. Yeah, it was. I wonder if we have it in the system. We probably don't. But Hold yeah, on. like that Jesus freak, all that stuff. So we will talk about DC Talk. And if you're not familiar with DC Talk, that's okay. I will enlighten you coming up at four o two. We don't have it. We should have it. Teddy well, Ted, find it. Ted can find it and put Just it in. Between sometime. you and me, we got, got something, something to say. To say. Gotta get it straight before, before the, the sun, sun go goes down. down. Yeah. yeah. You know it, yeah. man. That's good. It'd be better if Scott Stapp sang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know any of the members of DC Talk? Uh, Nope. Not one of them. Not one of them, no. Can't, never heard Toby, Mike, and Kevin? Well, that's the no. only song I know. So that's good. it's that's fair okay. to assume I don't know any members. <laughs> That's fine. We'll get to it. We'll get there. Four o'clock. I will educate you. So we're doing D- all DC talk? Like, that's it? I'm telling you about their history. Okay. Yes. All right, all right, about right. the history of this band. It was, I'm telling you, Mike, growing up as a kid, what was the most influential band for you when you were a kid? Or, or uh, artists or song? It, did, or like, it depends what age you're asking me. All right. Let's talk about age like 10 to 12. That, that kind of formative your, age. Your range. guy. Who? Billy Joel. Oh, Billy Joel. Okay. So I'm telling you that DC Talk was my Billy Joel. Like when you talk about Billy Joel and how the fondness you have for him, when I was 10 or 12 years old, all I listened to all the time, it was the only thing I had was DC Talk. That was my go-to band. So we're going to learn about them today. You know, I don't know if I still have it, but back when that song came out, just between you and me, I bought the CD single of that song did you really i did i don't know if i still have it i'll have to look through the archives that's amazing yeah i I, you know what that's worth today i don't know what it's worth nothing nothing i do know that i would look forward to going to the christian bookstore which is where i bought all my music because most of the bands i liked were not available at like media play or best buy or circuit city but I would go and find these different bands to listen to that my parents approved of that were okay to listen to. And I remember picking up a DC Talk cassette tape. And th- and I had heard them on the radio, but I had never found their music all encompassed in a little cassette. And when I picked that up for the first time and I had allowance money, I said, can I buy this? And they said, yes, you can. I It was New Thing. That was the tape. It was <laughs> spelled N-U-T-H-A-N-G. New Thang. That was the name of the album. You know, cassettes are coming back cassette. now. Yeah, I've heard that. And I, I mean, don't, not with me, but... I don't understand why. Because, I know they, because I, people they are just fidelity, stupid. right? Don't they have decent fidelity? No, not regular cassettes. Like, if you get, like, a, like an old-school 8-track and stuff like that, then, yeah, they sound oh. pretty good. But, no, like, regular cassettes... So that's not even it. So it's not like they sound better. No, anything. it's just the All nostalgia right. thing. What's old is new, and there's always going to be some hipster that wants to say, Look what I got. <laughs> just picked up the new dc talk on cassette <laughs> there's no new dc talk they haven't done new in a while new is not their thing uh would you rather is coming up in the five o'clock hour you can send in your would you rather tweets at man and bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes uh crew beat philadelphia last night i tried to watch some of that buddy you you were right on the money with your sort of projection of what that game was going to be which was sloppy and boring and weird and that's exactly what it was because i had a i had a hard time getting through that one and i was actually talking this morning with crew backup goalkeeper matt lampson hmm. and uh, he said he fell asleep on the bench during <laughs> <laughs> during that game last night well i gotta tell you so yeah i kind of thought that philadelphia coming in philadelphia's a decent team they've been a, a good playoff team the last few years 
I thought them coming in, they were going to try to do what they did, which is to slow the game down. Surprisingly enough to me, they did go after the crew a little bit more offensively than I thought they would. I thought they'd sit back and be content to just kind of go 0-0 the whole game, but early on in that game, they actually did push it a little bit, and then you saw the crew in the second half, if you were able to stick with it, the crew started pushing back a little more and, and starting to dictate play. They got a goal. Lucas Elrayon scored again. And I saw a stat today that I find pretty interesting. Um, they, they tabulate goals plus assists per 90 minutes. Okay. So 90 minutes is what a soccer game is. So think of it as like points per game, you know, like in got basketball. It. Got it. All right. So a good points per game would be anything over like eight. You know, point, I'm sorry, point eight. I was going to like, say, no, not, eight. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, like point eight. So, like, top 10 guys in the league are point eight one, point eight five, point eight six. These are guys that are perennial MVP candidates. Lucas Elorion right now is second in MLS at 1.13 goals plus assists per 90 minutes. So, on worth. average, Per game he plays, he's contributing to either a goal or an assist, which, of course, either way gets on the scoreboard. So, yeah, he's been good. That goal took a deflection last night and still went in, so we'll take it. But here's the here's the bottom line for me. The crew are not playing nearly their best soccer right now. They are not doing everything I expect them to do. They are not scratching the surface, I think, of their potential. They are still first place in all of MLS. And they just beat a top five team in MLS at home when they weren't playing their best. So you take those, right? You just you stack those victories up, and then you hope when you start to play better, then you can really put it on them. But they're in a good position. They're in the lead for the supporter shield right now. With we're in September. I know it's been a weird year, but they played nine or ten games. I think the league has. So it's not going to be a full season. They're sitting in good position for the playoffs, but also to win the regular season championship, which would be excellent. I'd love to see it. So they got the victory last night. They're playing Cincinnati on Sunday over at Montfrey, and I guess you can go if you want. I saw this in the paper this morning. The club announced a maximum of 1,500 tickets will be given out to season ticket holders based on tenure. Yeah, so they're going to let the the people have had the tickets the longest. Well, I assume that you would be in that group. Or do you plan on attending on um, Sunday? Were you one of the fifteen hundred magically chosen? You know, I didn't even look to see, but no, I'm not. I'm not going. Right. I mean, I, I'm. I got to be at risk, right? I'm fat and I've got asthma. I probably shouldn't be. You, you going have on. other problems too. I. I don't know how you're not dead. Thank you. Of oh, this or lots of other things, I have no yeah, idea. But I know. or somebody just killed you because they've they've heard well, you and they that. know you. <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> so fifteen hundred tickets. I always get a kick out of when I see like, oh, this person has tenure because we know in the educational area, you know, pretty much you could just do whatever you want. You can't get fired, right? Yeah, that's like, about, oh, Mister Mister Glockenspiel has tenure. He just hailed Hitler right in the classroom, and they can't do anything about it. Like, if you're a fan with tenure. Can you just no. take your pants off right at the game and they can't kick you out because you have you have fan tenure? I don't think so. Now I do have I do have friends. Now I am I'm not nearly the most senior tenured person at crew games. I do have uh friends, my buddy Eric and his wife Catherine, they are huge crew fans. And they have gone to games along with Eric and, and his parents. They have had season tickets since Ohio Stadium, since nineteen ninety six. Let them live. I when they started because when they went through the new stadium, they're selling tickets for the new stadium. It's obviously not built yet, but they went the same way where they called the tenured people first. 
And he's calling me like three weeks before I got my call. And he's like, yeah, I ordered my tickets. And I'm like, well, of course you did. Cause you got like call number one or two. So I'm sure he's, if he's got a chance to, I'm sure he's going. So yeah, I know there are going to be people going. I hope you have fun. 1500 people in a place that big. I mean, I would assume you could social distance, right? It holds 19,000 people. Yeah, you can social distance. Now, yeah, whether you, should you can be social okay. distance on the concourses and when you're walking into the stadium, that's well, a different right. question. Yeah, you have to, well, you have to be smart, though. If you see there's a line of people, don't just go right up behind people and breathe on them. The world's full of smart people. You're right. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Hey, before we take a break, Teddy, can you play me a little something, please? And let me ask you this. Hmm. Jars of clay, are they... Are they bigger than DC Talk in your distant, mind? Distant second. To distant most, second. Distant second, I would say. DC Talk transcended everything. They were a rap group, and then they became this. Like, Jars of Clay was this, but DC Talk was so much more. You know what I've always thought? Who's the singer? Uh, that's Michael Tate. It kind of sounds like Seal. Yeah, Michael Tate. I could see that. Michael Tate. You'll hear Kevin Max next, and then Toby McKeon was the guy who like rapped and stuff, and then he didn't really have a job once they turned into this. Oh, so it's more than one guy singing the song? There's three guys. Yeah, DC Talk was a three-man I don't group. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. There's to be any resolution. You have a little bit of a delay. Don't do this. Okay, I won't. <laughs> All right, Leanne has quit her job, so let's uh, take a break. Sure. It's all Christian music all the time here on The Fan today. (laughs) Coming up next, we'll talk about the possible return of Big Ten football. Common Man and T-Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. Nope, got to go update my resume. Uh, you're going to find some slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan about a five-minute backup in that area. Also going to find some slow traffic on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Another five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Always super stoked to be here. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Please allow me a few seconds to talk to you about something important. There are a lot of families, a lot of individuals going through some difficult times. It's been tough. If you're one of them, don't let the stress get to you. I want you to reach out. Adam H., the Alcohol, Drug, and Mental Health Board of Franklin County and their network of providers are here to support you and your family. I have talked about my dealings with depression and anxiety for most of my adult life, and I know having someone to talk to can make all the difference. Visit AdamHFranklin.org or give them a call, 614-276-CARE. That's 276-2273. Adam H., where better begins. 
Bowen, I have two things for you that have popped up on my Twitter here. All right. Uh, the first one, physicists discovered a new type of black hole in the forbidden zone. Ooh. That physicist is Dr. Zayas. I just picture <laughs> Dr. Zayas from Planet of the Apes talking about the forbidden zone. Do not enter the yes. forbidden zone. That's Yes, that's right. So there's that. And the Browns have made a trade. They are trading a fifth-round pick to Jacksonville for safety Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, which they have a hole there, obviously, with the injury to Grant Delpit. So a black hole? Maybe. In the, in the forbidden zone? Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that they need to do something. So I'm glad they're doing it. I don't I don't really worry about sending a fifth-round pick away. I know some people would freak out about that because that's too much, but you need help on the field this year. you got to play defense. you got to have a, a healthy defense. So... Adding in a safety is not a bad thing. I'm not going to lie and tell you that I know a ton about Ronnie Harrison and about how great he's going to be. Not sure. But I'm glad they're getting a live body to go in there and try to go out there and hopefully help out the defense. Here's my problem with Planet of the Apes. And I'm talking about the original one, the 68 one. I've, I've seen all the remakes and all that other crap. But for me, the one in, from 68 is still the original Planet of the Apes, the best Planet of the Apes. If the humans are essentially the animals of this world... Why are they wearing clothes? That yeah, always bothered me. I want to see Kim Hunter naked. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want her wearing like a like a well, cloth. You, you know why they had to do that? I know the, why, but it, it, it's a movie. I want it to be real. I want realism. Okay, that's fine. I don't think they're going to allow realism in. When was that? The seventies? No, I'm sorry. Kim, Kim Hunter was uh, not uh, Nova. Linda Harrison was Nova. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to pardon me because I don't know that I've ever actually seen an entire Planet of the Apes movie. All oh, you through. haven't? Oh, man, they're so good. So. Except for the second one where it's just really stupid and they're like underground worshiping the atomic bomb and it's really dumb. Yeah. I Well, I mean, I just, I don't know why. I never, I never, it never crossed my radar enough that I would say, yes, let me sit down and watch the whole thing. But yeah, from what I've seen of it, I can see why it's enjoyable. I just haven't sat down and done it. Charlton Heston plays Charlton Heston in every single movie. <laughs> yes, he's just, he's the same guy where he delivers the dialogue as Charlton Heston would. Yeah. Right. And, you know, he gets together with Nova, the primitive girl mm-hmm. who can't speak, but somehow that's just okay. They worked that out. They worked Why? that out. Yeah, you figure it She's out. She's dumb and can't talk. She's sort of like an animal, but Charlton Heston has decided, I will take her as my bride. I can't do a Charlton Heston yeah. impersonation. Well, I apologize. I, I like the arrogance of Charlton Heston where they're like, you're going to play Moses. And he was like, I'm sorry, I'll be playing myself. You can give me Moses' lines. Like when they, <laughs> you're exactly the right. But he was like, I will be Charlton Heston in this film Well, and as about you know, Moses. if we're really doing Moses, you have to have a speech impediment. Right. Because yes, Moses the, put the hot the coal says. in his mouth and it screwed up his mouth and he had to have his brother, Aaron, as the interpreter. Boy, I tell you what, if you had told me back when I was like 10 years old, hey, someday you're going to be on sports radio in Columbus, Ohio, and it'll be September, there won't be a football season, but what you will be talking about is Moses' speech impediment and DC talk, I would have laughed in your face and then probably had to repent for it. All right, now let's that. talk about And by the way, we're also having a conversation about how the Big Ten has ceased to play football. <laughs> yes, that's Who would have thought that would be a thing? That's what I'm saying. Like I never would have believed any of that. Never would have believed I was on the radio. Any of that. that none of that would have made sense to me. None. All right, so here are the reports today. 
Uh, Dave Biddle, our guy from Bucknuts, yeah. uh, he is reporting that the Big Ten is expected to vote as early as this Friday, which is tomorrow, on whether to have a fall football season. Maybe you're saying, well, wait a second, I thought they already voted. Well, they did, but now time has passed, and they've talked to the president, and they've been shamed by pretty much every single person on earth, I guess. And so they're going to reconvene and try and figure this out. Here's my problem. First of all, this goes without saying, yay! 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 Yes, we want football, we all want it. Now, if they would have come out at the time, and this is the whole problem that I have with this, other than the no football... And they've come out and say, we can't play football because of this, this, and this. But if these things change, then we'll be back and we'll reassess our our votes and our thoughts at this moment. But they never did that. So if they stand up now and say, oh, we changed our mind. Yay, football. I just read something today about how the virus count in Iowa is the highest it's been. Yeah, well, we, Iowa, Iowa State, which is not in the Big Ten, obviously, but they were going to have fans at their game, and then they said, oh, never mind, can't do that because of this outbreak continuing. In in this state, we've hit 21-day highs twice this yeah. week with virus count. So it's not like, oh, well, last time we voted, I mean, everybody was just dropping dead right on the street, but now everybody's fine, so let's go play football. That's not the case. So they're going to try and spin this some way. Now, again... From a football fan perspective, this is fantastic, but it speaks to the ineptness that you have going on both at the individual school level and the Big Ten level with Kevin Ward if they reverse this decision. Yeah, I guess that's where I come down on it is if you think you made the wrong decision, that's fine, but usually the wrong decision is based on, well, we have new information. And I know like some of the new information is uh, these rapid tests, which have since, I guess, been developed um, that that will help to be able to determine if schools are going to be able to, you know, have players be safe. And that's good, right? Those, the more technology we have to throw at this thing, the better. I think that's great. I do know the PAC 12 was asked about some of the rapid tests. I don't know if it's the ones that just came out from Abbott, but I remember their doctor who was kind of one of the main doctors on the committee said, yeah, we looked at those and they don't solve any of our issues because you still have to send them. Even if the lab is like, even though they're quicker, you still have to send them off to a lab. And unless we can put a lab at every school in this amount of time, that's not feasible to start that. But we discussed this. Weren't there machines that you could buy and put yes, on but the they, campuses? They said that they could. The Pac-12 said they still wouldn't be able to do that. And I know that we as Big Ten fans want to think the Pac-12 just doesn't like football. But do you know how much money they're losing by not playing football? Like, they want to play football, too. They just feel like it's not feasible to do so. And I think we focus so much on why we want to play football. And the answer is because we all love football. Who doesn't love football? I mean, this is this is awesome if they can go back and play. But I think it is weird that we are looking at the Pac-12 and saying, "Well, they just hate football." They don't. They had they had their reasons. And again, with the Big Ten, I don't understand what your reasons were in the first place. If now That's you can the say, problem. "Oh, never mind, we can start playing." Well, then you obviously didn't have very good reasons to begin with. If that's if that's the case. The Pac-12 may know what they're talking about. They may have better information than the Big Ten. But clearly the Big Ten's information is not very compelling. If they can just say, oh, everyone got mad at this, never mind. We'll, yeah. we'll do it over. That's, I don't understand. They should have a joint press conference. They should have a vote tomorrow, <laughs> then accomplish two things at the press conference. Announce they're coming back like October 10th or whenever it is, 
and then all of them resign. <laughs> oh, <laughs> including See, Kevin I, Warren, just mass resignation. When you said joint press conference, I thought you meant the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Oh, well. where it could be like the Big Ten's like we see no problem with playing football, and then the Pac-12's like they're wrong. <laughs> And then the Big Ten's like, no, you're wrong. And then they just fight. Well, that's and fine then, with me. And then they call that the Rose Bowl. And then we, yay, we had the Rose Bowl. Uh, more on this coming up. Plus, we have to dedicate the program to somebody very special. That is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now. You're going to find delays on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan about a five-minute backup in that area. And more delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Another five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged and convenient on-the-go containers, so... Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. If you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. Only an array with fan traffic. Like a sports drink. But for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. You know, Bone, I wonder if, let's say they have this this vote part two tomorrow. Yeah, I'm the Big Ten. The Big Ten chancellors and presidents and all of this. And they vote to start up the, the fall football season again. Whatever that looks like, whether that's April or uh, April, October 10th or maybe later in the month or closer to Thanksgiving. I, I have no idea. But they decide to do that. What do you attribute this to the most? The fan outcry or the government intervention in this? Because clearly, it's not just them. I mean, they were, if they vote to restore the season, they were influenced in some way. So here, well, it might be both. It might be, I honestly don't think, though, it's either. I tell you, I think the number one reason that they're even reconsidering it, not to disparage the efforts of the parties you mentioned, but the number one reason I think the Big Ten is reconsidering this is because I flat out believe they thought Big Ten's going to lead, Big Ten's going to be first, Big Ten always takes the lead, we were first with our own network, all that stuff, and they thought the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 would all, in a couple days, also do their thing and say, yeah, we're not playing either. I think they, not that they were lied to, I think they miss, I think Kevin Warren miscalculated severely. I think he told these presidents, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of this. I'm not saying that we can put those words in his mouth. I think whoever was informing the Big Ten and whoever was on the side of we can't play, it's not safe to play, I guarantee you they thought the information they had was so compelling that everyone would be on the same page. And I, I believe that when they heard from the Pac-12 that they were going to do it too, that probably bolstered that opinion. And so then when they canceled, and of course there was fan outrage, which Kevin Warren said he didn't anticipate, which 
I don't how know stupid how, is that, by the way? I don't know how you didn't anticipate that. But I, I wonder if perhaps somewhat of what he's talking about is they didn't think it would be this bad because they thought everyone would be doing it, right? Like, when they shut down the NCAA tournament, do you remember hearing anything like this type of outrage? I mean, they shut down for everyone who says, oh, the poor kids, they won't get to play. They play all year. They work so hard. No one made those arguments around March Madness. Why? The answer is because everyone wasn't playing. Every single team got sat down. And as much as it sucked for a school like Dayton, right? They had one of the best teams they've ever had. They could have won the NCAA tournament for all we know. And the, and Dayton fans certainly were frustrated by that. But all they had to do was look around and say, well, everyone else is to having this too. It's just, it sucks that it happened during our good year. I think what's really driven fan frustration is you're seeing other schools play. You're seeing high schools play. You're going to see the NFL play. And I think that's where the Big Ten, I truly think that's the first motivating factor was, whoa, we miscalculated, not necessarily just the fan response, but the response of the other conferences. Well, we'll see. We'll see if they hold the uh, the vote part two tomorrow <laughs> and what that means. And I, I would assume if they vote to restore the season, they would work quickly on coming up with a schedule and you know, practice would start as early as next week. I know that Monday is a holiday, and the entire radio station was scheduled to be off on Monday. We were going to run some best-of shows, but if they restore the season, I'm guessing we're not going to be off on Monday. So we'll be <laughs> yeah. here with you talking about the entire thing and I'm getting ready not. for the college football season. Now, let me just put this thought out there, too. What if they do have the vote, let's say, tomorrow, and their vote is... Uh, yeah, we're going to start in fall. And remember, fall runs through December 18th or whatever it is. So we're going to start around Thanksgiving. I wonder if that's the plan they go with. But then they can at least say, all right, we listened. We have a plan. We're playing early. Here you go. That will not that will not make people happy. But I, I wonder if they will, like, six of one, half dozen of the other it and just say, we're voting. We See, we are re-voting. You can see who voted for what. And we're supportive of starting two months from now. I don't think that's going to hold quite the same weight that everybody else wants it to. There is a, I, I wish we had this, but I, maybe Teddy can find it. There is an obscure little thing in Seinfeld, an episode of Seinfeld, where Kramer accidentally wins a Tony Award. Did you see this episode? No, I've, I've never seen that. All right, so he's a seat filler at the Tonys, and somehow he gets thrown up on stage, and he gets himself a Tony Award. All right, so he's now right. going around town with this Tony Award that he didn't earn, but he's approached by the producers of the show that actually won the Tony Award and said, hey, you know, you have to give this Tony Award back unless you do something for us. We want you to fire Raquel Welch, who was the star of this fictional Broadway play uh -huh. that Kramer won the Tony Award. So they're all afraid of Raquel Welch because she just scratches people to death and she yells at him, whatever. So he goes in, approaches Raquel Welch, and attempts to fire her in a very comedic way by just mumbling certain things, like due to the fragmenting of cable television and carnivals and whatever, he just starts giving these ridiculous yes. excuses why why he's decided why he has to fire Raquel Welch. That's what I picture Kevin Warren doing at a podium tomorrow right, after just, they give this vote, where it's like, well, you know, after. Uh, you know, therapeutics and carnivals and, uh, you know, the pizza place down the street has decided to restore business. We've decided to play football instead. Yeah. And I just, I, I can't, what is the reasoning for this? I'm excited for the outcome. The outcome yeah, is yeah. football. 
But what has changed between well, and, you it, can, and, and to your point, you're right. If it's as simple as we thought everybody else would jump on board with us and now they're not and we feel stupid. So we're going to reverse our decision. Well, shame on you and you should all be fired. Yeah, right. I mean, either the evidence you had was compelling enough to not play football, a momentous decision, or it wasn't. And if it wasn't, then you shouldn't have ever voted this way. That's the simple reality. Now, maybe the evidence we will find out later, like, who knows, man? We haven't really played a college football season yet. Maybe we'll play three or four weeks and half the schools will have to shut down and they'll say, nah, never mind, this is a bad idea. And if that happens, then the Big Ten gets vindicated. But I don't think that's likely. And at this point... I kind of think even if that does happen where schools are shutting down, they're still going to play football. So we've obviously shown that these schools would rather they care more about playing football than they do about putting on classes. So that's going to be what drives this in these other conferences. And I think the Big Ten said, well, no one's ever going to shut their campus down, but still have a football game. And yes, they are. <laughs> the answer is yes, they will. So the Big Ten is, I think, going to have to readjust. And it, yeah, maybe they will vote and have this start on October 10th. We'll find out. But the next couple of days are going to be pins and needles for everybody waiting to find out what the decision is if it actually comes to that. As much as I, I make fun of the hillbillies from the South because I hate them, uh, you're right. The Big Ten's probably like, well, we can't, you know, it's just optically we can't say no students on campus and then play football i mean we can't do that and then the southern hillbills like why <laughs> right we're that's gonna exactly. do it the big 12 acc and sec all said i don't see a rule that says we can't and so the big 10 was like yeah but we're a college like i mean we're a university this so? is <laughs> this right, is so it, why and so <laughs> it's called college football they're like i don't care we're playing we football, play football. <laughs> so i think that's I, I mean i know we're simpling this down and they would they would use a lot more flowery language to describe this but i think truly the the delineation became some of these schools said yeah we're okay with being a college that isn't colleging but is footballing and the big 10 wasn't prepared to do that pac-12 wasn't prepared to do that and now the big 10 saying well you know what Maybe we should do that. Who cares? Mm -hmm. All right. I, I do want to dedicate the program to somebody coming up next. Plus, a former first-round quarterback is going to be on the move again. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find delays on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 east split, about a five-minute backup, and more slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and Broad Street, another five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. Oh, hello! talking to my annoying friend Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. Only an array with fan traffic. 
simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Thursday. Bone of Education coming up at the top of the hour. Would you rather at 534 send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. The New England Patriots have named Cam Newton their starting quarterback for week one. So there's that. Oh, there you go. Uh, former first-round quarterback Josh Rosen is apparently on the trade block yet again because the Dolphins have declared Tua healthy and ready to play, and they have Ryan Fitzpatrick still there. So why would they hold on to Josh Rosen if they can get something for him? Now, can they get something for him? I have no idea. If they do, I can't imagine it would be more than a sixth or seventh round pick at this point. We've discussed Josh Rosen many times on this show. You were high on him coming out of college. You could have been dead wrong, or we just haven't had a chance to actually see Josh Rosen because I kind of think he's bad. I kind of think he was a waste of a pick, and maybe we were all wrong on him, but how can you possibly evaluate him? He's had almost no time. Yeah, I I, I may very well be wrong on him, and I would love to kind of get to the bottom of that because, unfortunately, like you said, we just we don't have a ton of information to go off of. For people who say, like, all right, well, shouldn't we know more about Josh Rosen? Or, or he was bad, right, when he was with Arizona. Yeah, he was. He was he was thirteen game starter, three and ten as his record, fifty five percent completion percentage. That's bad. Eleven touchdowns and fourteen picks. That's bad. What I don't understand though is why we have written off a quarterback like him when you have so many other quarterbacks who have started off bad or with terrible numbers like that, and they get a couple years to figure it out. I know the NFL's changed a bit, but it hasn't changed that much. And the Cardinals are the team that changed it. They were the first team that I can recall in a long time that had a guy drafted him, played him one year, and said, nope, we're drafting another guy number one because they were so bad that they ended up being in that spot. Usually teams will give that like, all right, we need to fix our offensive line. We need to you know, change our head coach. And, and they did those things too. I'm just I'm surprised that because of that situation, Josh Rosen then ends up being a backup for Miami He's yes, he had he had a full season, I guess. Thirteen games is pretty good for a rookie quarterback, right? But Arizona was abjectly terrible that year, and the next year they brought in a coach with a totally different playing style and a different quarterback, and and that seemed to change things a bit. But it still wasn't like last year was tremendously better. But everyone's high on Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen. I don't think you know. I don't think we know the full story yet on what he can do. I I think that if he gets a shot, he could end up being someone who five or six years into his career suddenly is good for like eight or ten weeks. And people start wondering, maybe we wrote this guy off too quickly. We have to dedicate the program today. Hall of Fame pitcher Tom Seaver dies at the age of 75. Your guy played for the Mets. Kind of my guy, too, because he won number 300 with my White Sox. Yeah, that's right. And, and a lot uh, of Reds fans love Tom Seaver, too, because he played for the Reds. That's, that's right. And look... I've always been fascinated by guys who sort of play in two different eras. And Tom Seaver was one of those guys where he was rookie of the year in 67 and he wrapped up his career in 86. He won the Cy Young three times, you know, won the World Series, obviously, with your 69 Mets, went to the Hall of Fame in 92. 311 games is what he won. He, I know he battled with 
dementia. Yeah, he, they his family took him out of public life a year or two ago and said, you know, because he had been a broadcaster, not recently, but, you know, late 70s, uh, not in late 70s, but after his playing career, he was able to do some broadcast work. And yeah, I mean, I think he even did some while he was playing, so maybe it was late 70s, but he had been a very public figure. He, the Mets, I mean, the Mets loved him so much as an organization and the fans loved him so much that when they moved to City Field, the last pitch that was thrown at Shea Stadium was Tom Seaver. They had him come out after the game and throw out the final pitch. And then the next year when they opened up City Field, he threw out the first pitch both times to Mike Piazza. And they renamed the street that City Field sits on to the address now for City Field is 41 Seaver Way, which 41 was his number. So, I mean, it's that's how him, that's how much he meant to the Mets. I mean, hell, I never watched the guy play, at least, I mean, I was four when he retired. And I never really watched him with the Mets, but my dad loved him so much that I always had a special place in my heart for Tom Seaver, just because that's how impactful he was that my dad loved him so much that it leaked over to me and I didn't even watch the guy. That's really, and we, we've talked about this a million times. I don't want to get too sappy, but that's one of the things about sports that I, I think we don't, we don't discuss enough is the connection between sports and your father. Because I think for a lot of us, that's why we root for the teams we root for and we have affinity for the players that we do. You just talked about Tom Seaver, who retired when you were four years old, but you have a connection with Tom Seaver because your dad loved Tom Seaver. That's something special. We shouldn't just dismiss that. There are there are fathers and sons that have a hard time talking to each other about regular things, but for some reason you put them in a room and they can talk about Tom Seaver. They can talk about their favorite team. That's something that helps break the ice and establish a relationship when that relationship doesn't come naturally for a lot of people. Or maybe there were some problems in the home, but you can remember the happy times watching a baseball game with your dad. That stuff's important in life. Yeah, it really is. And uh, the career that Tom Seaver had, I mean, I, I just I think people who may not remember or they, they've heard the name. They, they've heard Tom Terrific, which is not Tom Brady's nickname, and he lost a court case over that, so that's all established. That's Tom Seaver's nickname. But yeah, well, Tom really... Brady's new nickname is Johnny Foxborough. We know that. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. But, I mean, Seaver's just, if you go back and look at the numbers and you go back and see what this guy did, it all holds up. It's not something you look at and say, oh, well, yeah, that was good back then. No, I mean, 286 ERA. 61 shutouts, 3,600 strikeouts, like 300-plus wins. This th- this is one of the probably 10 or 12 best pitchers to ever pitch in Major League Baseball. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a certainly for me it means a lot, but I think for baseball it means a lot to, to lose a guy like Tom Seaver. 16 times. I was counting here. And, and by the way, I know the game's different. I got it. But 16 times in a 20-year career, he threw over 200 innings. In a season. Yeah, he had... I'm trying to remember if I have this right. I think the stat is... I think he had over 200 strikeouts in a season. Nine straight years. Which is the no, most anyone's let me, ever let me, had. let me count now. I'm pretty sure that's correct. That he had... I think it's the... Whatever whatever streak it was, no, you're it's right, the longest nine. one. You're right. Yeah, nine it's straight the years. longest streak of 200-plus strikeout seasons that any pitcher has ever had. Bone of Education is up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an injury accident on South 4th Street at Reeve Avenue. It is causing slowdowns in this area as they try to get things clear. Please be extra cautious over here. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients. Meet. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Cheese and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Murdering brain cells, one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Bone of education coming up in mere moments. Would you rather, in the 5 o'clock hour, send in your would you rather tweets at manandbone971. Can we just get one thing straight about okay. Josh Gordon? So yeah. Josh Gordon has been signed to a one-year deal by the Seahawks, even though he technically hasn't been reinstated yet. But they think he will be. Yes, which they is think why he will be. The deal. Right, and then he'll be suspended for something else. Right. And why would I think that? Because he's been suspended six times. That's why. Because the dude has four years of service time in the NFL, and he's been in the league since 2012. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, but let's get every time I hear somebody talk about Josh Gordon, they always say the same thing. Well, we know what he is. If his head's on straight, do you know what he is? He is 29 years old and he played in 11 games last year and caught 27 balls. Let's stop talking about Josh Gordon like he's a number one if he has his head screwed on straight. Once upon a time, that narrative may be true. Right now, even if he has his head on straight, he's probably just a guy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, do you remember, Mike, the, the car, the Pontiac Fiero? Do you remember that car? No. I'm sure if I saw a picture of it. Yeah, they were like tiny little two-seater cars. They were meant to be little sports cars the Pontiac made back in like the 80s. And if you see one and you see kind of what they can do, they're they're cool. They're little pop-up headlights. They're, I, I thought they were cool-looking cars. And I always used to wonder, why don't I see more of those cars? Like when I was in high school, I would, you know... Kids would have other cars from that era, but I never saw those cars around as much. And then I like researched it, and you find out one of the problems with the Fiero was that the engine overheated and was prone to catching fire, at least more so than regular cars. Not like it was every car, but enough so that it became a problem, and people became leery of those cars. And eventually, that's one of the reasons they stopped making it was because it had a perception problem, because enough of them caught fire that people said, nah, can't trust it. And that, that unfortunately is where Josh Gordon is. Like, could this time around be different? Yeah. But you're going to have to excuse everyone, I guess, other than the Seahawks for thinking probably not going to work out because every time you start to think this is going to be okay, he catches fire again and he gets suspended. I, I'm not denying that the guy has issues. Certainly. I hope he gets them sorted out, but 
I don't know that they're ever going to sort this out of him not being able to get suspended. And at this point, even if he can stay on the field, what does that ultimately look like? Is he going to be a player that is going to be effective? You know, at this stage of his career, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know either. But it. I, you know, seven years ago was when he had his big year in 2013 with the Browns. Seven years ago, he's 29 years old. Des Bryant turns 29, and you put him right into the retirement home. <laughs> and you say, well, this guy's done. He can't play anymore. Josh yeah, Gordon, I, it was seven years ago, he was a number one wide receiver, and we still talk about this guy like he can do it. Why? Well, the answer is because the, I, I don't recall seeing very many human physical specimens that look like Josh Gordon. And I think that's what gets a lot of people is they say, yeah, but if you see how big of a freak athlete he is, there's still a chance, more so than many other people, even in the NFL, that at 29 he could still be effective if he can stay on the field. But I, I do think you have to take that with a tremendous grain of salt. Like, how can you trust that this guy will stay on the field for you? If they're going to count on him in any way, history tells you that's going to not work out. All right. Thank you, Bone. I don't You're know welcome. what I'm thanking you for, but go to hell. Know. Yeah, you too. <laughs> you too. Buyers import by the airport. What? Buyers imports by the airport fan poll. Who am I, Rimmer? 971thefan.com. Have you watched any of the Stanley Cup playoffs since the Jackets were eliminated? Yes or no? I, I've watched a few minutes here and there, but I'm sorry to say no. I haven't. Jackets got eliminated. I get pissed off. I turn off the TV for a while. I think that's it. I, it's not that I wouldn't enjoy watching it. And I'll probably, when we get to the finals, I'll probably tune into that. But right now it's still too raw. Like I just, I, I don't really feel good about watching hockey knowing that I thought the jackets were pretty close again with the lightning and I am disappointed they couldn't close out they couldn't figure out a way to get past the lightning. Yeah, it's it's too frustrating. I'm 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 not really feeling it right now. I have been watching a lot of NBA, I think in part because I know that there's like no consequences to watching that. I can just watch it and say, ah, whatever happens, who cares? But if I see some teams winning in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup, that's going to annoy me as a Jackets fan. So no, I haven't watched it. Bone of education. School is out. But class is still in. Welcome to Bone of Education. All right. We are learning today about a band that was probably as influential for me growing up as any band ever that I've listened to. It was a band called DC Talk, Mike. They I like that you're doing this, by the way, because I bet a lot of people don't know anything about DC Talk. You're providing a service. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do here is educate people. And maybe I'll give you a little window into who I am. Because if you find out about these guys, maybe you'll find out more about me. I don't know. Uh, Christian rap group and Christian rock group, eventually. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, the three members of the band, Toby McKeon, a.k.a. Toby Mack, Michael Tate, uh, and Kevin Max. Kevin Max Smith, technically, but Kevin Max, K-Max, that's what he was known as as well. So how did this group come together, Mike? I'll tell you, believe it or not, they all met on the campus of our favorite institution, Liberty University. Absolutely. Right. They were going to Liberty University. They've got a bit of a leadership problem at this point, don't they? Um, now, that, Well, now they do, yeah. Um, and maybe they did back then, too. I don't know. But uh, Michael Tate had been previously on Jerry Falwell's The Old Time Gospel Hour with the Falwell Singers. This was a TV show that was produced that had some entertainment aspect to it for Christian television. So he became kind of known on that show. He performed solo as an artist. And Toby Mac, Toby McKinnon, 
later described him singing kind of an R&B church-oriented music, and that drew him to kind of wanting to meet up with Michael Tate. So those two joined forces to record a song that Toby McKeon had written called Heavenbound. They performed this song before an audience of 8,000 college students at Liberty University with McKeon rapping and Tate singing the chorus. The song was well-received, and they eventually sold out of 3,000 copies of the demo tape that led them to uh, eventually decide maybe we should form a group and do this for real. The name of that demo tape, by the way, because the naming's... A lot of good names on some of these albums. The name of that demo tape was called Christian Rhymes to a Rhythm, and it, I'm sure if you have one of those copies now, maybe it's worth something. I don't know. Uh, Kevin Max Smith came from a campus rock band to join into the group, uh, so the three of them quickly formed a friendship. They ended up putting out a demo tape that got them signed to Forefront Records, which in the Christian music world, that was a big label back in the late 80s, early 90s. So they got signed to that January 1989. They moved off campus and decided to start recording music. They initially called themselves DC Talk and the One-Way Crew. Yeah, they changed that, thankfully, and later simplified it to just DC Talk, which originally meant Washington, D.C., because Toby Mac used to rap around Washington, D.C., but they changed that later to mean decent Christian talk. Is That's what I always heard it was when I was a kid, is that that's what DC Talk stood for. Their first album was a uh, self-titled album called DC Talk in 1989. New Thing followed in 1992. That was their first album to go gold. They appeared on the Arsenio Hall Show in 1992 after releasing that album. Uh, they won two Dove Awards, which are like the Christian Grammys. And eventually, they put out an album called Free at Last. That album, when it came out, was certified platinum in 1995. Um, eventually, that led them to Jesus Freak, which was the album that came out in 1995. That album, Mike, went double platinum in under like a couple months. It was 30 days for it to go platinum. Now, maybe I'm, this is a wrong assumption on my part. I assume that a ton of Christian bands didn't just go platinum. No. That was quite no. an achievement to do no, so. I mean, this was this was platinum platinum, not like Christian platinum. No, I, I, <laughs> I understand. Like I'm saying, they still had to do... It was the RIAA that certified all this. I so, got it, I got it. No, not a lot of those did go uh, platinum at the time. Uh, but I want to point out the Jesus Freak album because that was the one that changed them from a rap group where Toby Mac mostly rapped on all the songs and the other guys just kind of sang the choruses. Jesus Freak was the one that turned them more into a rock group where the other two guys, Kevin Max and Michael Tate, sang a lot more of the songs, and Toby Mac was just kind of there. And it's really odd, because Toby Mac was like the main focus of that group until Jesus Freak, but that's the one that broke them into the mainstream. And then Supernatural, which has the song You Like on there, uh, Just Between You and Me, that was a big crossover hit on MTV as well. So uh, I'll bring up, though, for those of you who like a live concert, Mike, I know you're not big on the live concert albums, right? Those are not your... No, not because because usually I don't feel they're recorded very well. They don't sound right. very good. And I agree with you. However, Jesus Freak, when they went on tour for that album, they they got some kind of insane budget for it, and they had an album live in concert, Welcome to the Freak Show, that they recorded off of the tour they did. I will submit to you that is perhaps the best live recorded album I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot of them over the years. Uh, and, and I have struggled to find one that holds up as well to the CD as that one does, to the original songs. But, uh, yeah, they they ended up breaking up. They have not reunited despite many attempts for many different you know, fans of theirs to get them back together. But Maybe this is the thing. Maybe they're going to get know. word 
that they were on the show today, and they're like, well, we can't let T-Bone down. we got to get back in the studio. we got to get going. Um, and just to give you an idea how successful they were, not that this is like the biggest money you're ever going to hear about, but Toby Mack, one of the three guys, his net worth is estimated to be between 10 and $20 million. Yeah, so Matt's a pretty good career, right? For, you it's know, no Christian Panama Ted cars. money, but it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, if you go look them up on Spotify, welcome to the Freak Show. I would I would say that's probably that's the live album that they did, but yeah, Jesus Freak is the place you go if you've never heard DC talk. Go check that out. Urban is going to be a homer for another team. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the two left lanes of 71 southbound at East Broad Street. Traffic is stop and go from 11th Avenue and still building in this area. You'll find police on scene trying to get things clear, but please be extra cautious over here as traffic be... ...by Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Crafts P3... Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat... She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Portable protein packs a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients. Meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Universal Windows Direct. The calendar says September, but that air conditioning's probably still running. I hope your windows are keeping all that cool, expensive air inside, because if they're not, well, you're wasting money, and you need some new windows. It's time to call my guys and gals at Universal Windows Direct. They have a world-class triple-pane window. It's energy-efficient and, best of all, affordable. And check out this offer. You can buy one window, get one window free, and no payments, no interest, not for 12 whole months. That's for suckers. How about 24? That's twice as long. Give them a call now, 614-502-5220, or click, 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 universalwindowsdirect.com. Tell them DC Talk sent you. Hey. So it's the Jack Bauer special, 24 months. There you go. That's right. And then Kim gets tracked by a cougar. (laughs) Yes, Kim. (laughs) Take your clothes off. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you have to call Chloe to set up your appointment. Yeah, don't Chloe keep your clothes on. Tim, er, Kim, and, and Tim. <laughs> Tim, take your, take your clothes off. off. Yeah. Um, Urban, I have watched a couple of the uh, the Fox College football stuff, the preview shows and stuff like that, and they're posting it on social media. And you know, last year Urban was Urban, and he's gonna he's gonna be the Buckeye Homer. And by the way, I have no problem with that. He he was he removed from the job for about two seconds, so well, he, yes. he recruited you know a lot of these guys. 
and he's familiar with Ryan Day, he's familiar with the players, he has an attachment, and so he's going to carry the water for the Buckeyes any chance he gets. Whether he does it intentionally or not, I totally understand that. But here's what I've noticed recently, and when I say recently, since the Big Ten has canceled fall football, hopefully it comes back. Every single time I see Urban on the Fox shows, he is just so in love with Notre Dame. He is the Notre Dame cheering boy now. He is frequently saying, Notre Dame, it's playoffs or bust for Notre Dame. He loves them. Now, I think there's two reasons for this. The first reason is, well, he went to Notre Dame, loves Notre Dame, all that stuff, right? The other reason may be, and Teddy actually brought this up before the show today, that perhaps, you know, Urban's saying, hey, it's playoffs or bust for Notre Dame. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you this program is good enough to make the playoffs. So if they don't make the playoffs, something's wrong. Yeah. And maybe if they don't make the playoffs, Brian Kelly should be fired and you should hire me. Yeah, that's a that's a very next level type of theory that I appreciate the thinking on, Ted. I mean, who knows? I I don't think Urban's doing that, but the reality is it is a possibility if Notre Dame has high expectations and then does not meet those expectations with a coach who's been talking all year long if they do have an all year long I presume Urban will not lose this train of thought all the way through the season he will probably be bringing up a lot about Notre Dame and the talent if he believes in it this is something that will be front and center for a lot of Notre Dame fans where they hear a guy who's won national championships telling you that you could win one what it's not they don't you don't have to even say the words you don't have to say you need to get rid of the head coach or anything like that it'll all be ready to be said in their minds if they do not live up to the expectations which are partially being set by urban i find that interesting now the other part of it is like you said he's got ties to a place and we've seen with urban if he has ties to a place he talks about it usually pretty fondly yes. so there is that to keep in mind as well and it's not like he'll have at least as of right now he doesn't have Ohio State to talk about. If Ohio State jumps back into the mix, Notre Dame may just be sitting there going, what happened to all the nice things Urban was saying? Because <laughs> they'll be back on Ohio State. Who knows? Well, you want to know why? Maybe you should be bullish on Notre Dame, too. Why is that? Because their schedule is hot garbage. Obviously, this is a readjusted schedule because now they're just like a full-fledged member of the ACC. They had to go back to the drawing board. But you tell me which games scare you on this schedule, okay? All right. Duke, yeah, USF. no. At Wake Forest. Again, road, what do road games mean? I don't know. I, I assume there may be some fans in the stands here, but I don't know. Home against Florida State. Home against Louisville. At Pitt. At Georgia Tech. Here's like one of two games I think they'll have a problem with. Home against Clemson. Yeah, that'll be a tough one. Uh, at Boston College. At North Carolina, which is the other game I think they can have a problem with. But you said home against Clemson, right? Yeah, home against I Clemson. Mean, all right, so... That if, if you're trying to measure yourself against what should be one of the best teams in the country, it's better to have them at home. Just not even from the standpoint of there being like large crowds there, but just because you're used to your environment. Yeah, absolutely. Point. I mean, I'm not saying that that is going to have as big of an impact as if there were 100,000 or 90,000 people at that game. I'm just saying that's still a benefit to have it in your building, in your place that you're familiar with. But yeah, this is this is a very intriguing schedule for Notre Dame because as we've seen, if they are anywhere close to good, the committee gets excited about them. And I I think Notre Dame, among other people, would be rooting very hard for the Big Ten to not change their minds. Don't you think? 
If the Big Ten changes oh, yes, their mind, absolutely. that that eliminates one of your playoff spots because Ohio State will get a playoff spot unless something unforeseen happens. I don't see any way Ohio State wouldn't be involved in the playoffs if they are allowed to be. So at that point, then Notre Dame is going to be a lot harder to get them in, whereas if you have this weird season, Notre Dame is good, maybe they're a one-loss Notre Dame, you could probably find other one-loss teams that would have a case, but... Without the Big Ten and Pac-12 mucking things up, you've got three conferences and then one open spot for the. If you just take that championships out of it and just say we're going to put the champions in, Notre Dame has one loss or fewer, and it's to a playoff team. They'll be in the mix. All right, here's something to aggravate you, and aggravate me too. Even though I'm not the degenerate that you are. Yeah. Ohio, of course, still has no sports gambling legal in the state, but mm-hmm. I saw today that Wrigley Field will be installing a sports book. That's this right. is where we're at right now. We're Wrigley Field. For a long time, they said, night games? Lights? Pfft, no. Now they're putting a sports book into Wrigley Field, and yet we're still just twiddling our thumbs in this state. They announced that they have signed a multi-year partnership with DraftKings, and they're going to put a, a big sports book in there. They're going to have betting windows, self-serve kiosks in the works. Of course, you know, we're not always going to be having empty stadiums here. The fans will come back, and hopefully for baseball fans, you're back in 2021, and if you're at a game at Wrigley, you can walk right up to the window and place your bets. Yeah, I I think that's great for all the fans who are going to be at those games eventually, and I think it's a logical step. I do not think that you have to in any way, shape, or form believe that if there's a betting kiosk in a stadium, that means the players are suddenly going to be tempted to throw a game because reality what do you mean? is... you like Cal Schwab is not just going to run off the field and go to a kiosk and say, yes! Right. Well, right, because again, if anyone wanted to do that anyway, planes exist and Las Vegas exists. So you have you have people you know if you're... Planes a- exist? You just text someone. Well, right, and in that state, you don't even have, yeah, you could text someone, but I'm saying, like, if you don't want anyone to track it, like, you could just, you can, you can meet up with someone and tell them, hey, here's a bunch of money, go put it on this game, I'm going to go throw the game. Like, you can go do that. We're, we don't seem to be worried about that. I think it is a farcical thing that people bring up that they're worried about the integrity of the games being a problem. Clearly, none of these sports leagues care about it because not only are most of these sport leagues allowing teams to put kiosks or have betting partnerships, but you even have a lot of these sports leagues. They got into bed very early on with the people who mine the data and, and data, if you call it that, from all the sports gambling. The people who on the back end are employed by casinos to watch all the gambling action to determine if something illegal is going on or if someone is trying to manipulate the betting markets. They have all contracted, Major League Baseball, NFL, etc., with those same people to say, can you let us know too in case you see something going on with one NFL team, let's say. The NFL would want to know that so that they can find out if cheating is going on. So they're doing it the right way. They're figuring out a way to keep an eye on that stuff. The fact that in the city of Chicago, where you have had a scandal rock one of the teams in Chicago, and some of the reverberations have been felt for nearly a hundred years on that with the White Sox, people still bring up you know the Black Sox and the cheating. That's one of the few examples we've had in this country of games being thrown. And by the way, there will be a sports book 
at Sox Park too <laughs> at Guaranteed Rate Field. It will, they haven't announced anything yet, but they I will know. put one in there. Well, there's no way they would let. I would assume they're not going to let the Cubs do it and then say no, we can't do that. Come on, if they can get one, they'll do it too. But that's the whole point, man. If baseball is allowing it to be on your premises, this is a sport famously averse to gambling. Then I don't see why any state should have a problem with it at this point. We told you yesterday that Washington has made their mind up on their starting quarterback. They're going with Dwayne Haskins. A couple more teams making their decision today. We'll tell you about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching a serious accident blocking the left lane of 71 southbound at East Broad Street. Traffic is stop and go from 11th Avenue and building in this area. Police and ODOT crews now on scene. Please be extra cautious. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Crafts P3 Portable. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company, you can trust. Protein packs. Try Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. Only an array with fan traffic. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hey, if you're listening on the podcast, if you enjoy this podcast, then please do give us a a nice rating wherever you get your podcast. That's always appreciated. Yeah, the uh, number one thing you can do after giving us a rating, though, is to make sure that you are subscribed to it or following it. If it's on Spotify, wherever you are, just make sure you're getting the thing that allows you to get it every day so that if you forget, you don't have to go look for it. It's just right there in your app. So That's right. Yeah, do that and leave a review. That always helps. Um, And uh, I'm painfully aware that our app sucks, so hopefully that'll change sometime soon. Yeah. Well, the good news is if you have, at least when it comes to podcasting, if you have an app that you already use, we are likely on it. Correct. That's right. Go look for that there. Uh, what did I have here? Oh, the Brooklyn Nets have hired Steve Nash as their head coach. He has no coaching experience, and I know little to nothing about the NBA, so I'll let you speak about this in a second. But from what I've I've sort of learned reading a couple articles this morning, perhaps he got this job because he is known sort of as a Kevin Durant crack sniffer. So. Oh. I don't know if Steve Nash needs to sniff anyone's crack to get a job in the NBA. I don't, I mean, to, I don't know. To be fair, Steve Nash is one of the greatest point guards to ever play basketball. That's, that's and, wonderful. I don't know what that has to do with of coaching a team right now. Well, I can tell you. I mean, the reality is 90% of coaching in the NBA is the ability to get through to your talented players. Kevin Durant, let's say, has had more coaching than anyone can can give him from that standpoint at this point in his career. I don't even think if Phil Jackson walked in and said, hey, Kevin, let me try to tweak your game a little bit, I don't think that's even 
impossible for a guy of his stature or LeBron's stature or guys who are at that level who have just transcended all of it. They've won championships. They've won MVPs. They're everything. I think what you need at that point is someone who, in the moment, can get buy-in. That's why Phil Jackson was great. I mean, he had Tex winners a lot of times, right? That was next to his side, helping him out with the X's and O's. Phil Jackson, as much as X's and O's were important, it was about his ability to relate to these guys. Steve Nash can relate to Kevin Durant. I would say better than just a random college coach or a lifetime assistant could. I would think that he could relate, if anyone can, slightly better to Kyrie Irving than a lifetime assistant coach or or someone who's just kind of a, a real good basketball mind. So maybe that's the play here. He's used to being, you know, in the spotlight, right? I mean, he's he's a famous basketball player, so the bright lights of New York are not going to be too terrifying for him. The media in New York's not going to be ridiculous. He'll be aware of how to handle that. I don't think this is a bad idea. They've got Jacques Vaughn there who took over when the Nets fired Kenny Atkinson, and and he did a pretty good job by all accounts. So, yeah, man, I from everything I know about Steve Nash in the NBA, everyone says that that guy has instant credibility the moment he walks into a room. So if you need someone at halftime to tell your guys how to overcome, you, you don't need him to necessarily do X's and O's, though I'm sure he can. It's more about relating to the guys and getting them to buy into what you're trying to get them to do in a given moment. So... That's the part we'll see. Maybe maybe he's terrible at that, but it's an interesting idea from the Nets, to be sure. We had some uh, NFL head coaches make their decisions on starting quarterbacks. So yesterday, Ron Rivera said that Dwayne Haskins is his guy in Washington. We heard today that Cam Newton has won the job in New England, and he's also going to be a team captain. So they've made that decision. Let me ask you, though, is uh, is Jared Stidham still hurt, or is he healthy? I don't know the answer. I mean, he on was that, out for honest. a couple of weeks, and I don't know if that's why Cam Newton won this job by default because he's it's either him or Brian Hoyer, and we know where they're going. If that's the case, I just right. don't know if Jared Stidham is healthy. That's not to say he would have won the job anyway, but so they've gone with Cam Newton. The other coach to make his decision is Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn. Now I don't know why I'm surprised when football coaches do dumb football coach things, but. I saw today that they're not going to play Justin Herbert, the guy they chose sixth overall, and that Terod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback there because this is what we're going to do. We're going to play this game. We're going to talk about how Terod Taylor earned the job and he doesn't throw interceptions and all this other crap when you have gone out of your way to spend the sixth overall pick on a quarterback on an offense that was hot poo last year, and that's why he told Philip Rivers to get the hell out of there. And instead of learning on the job with the guy that you know is the future, we're going to play this little stupid game, and we know how this is going to end. Three or four weeks into this season, Justin Herbert's going to be the guy anyway. Why are we doing this? I don't know. I mean, here's, I guess, the rub that comes down, it seems like, for football coaches in the NFL, is they love to have a motivational tool. And if you read Anthony Lynn's statements or if you heard the ones he made, he had a a phrase he used, something to the effect of, well, until anyone else around here shows me they can lead a football team, Terod Taylor's the guy, which is a bit of a you know shove towards Justin Herbert to say, get your act together and figure this out, and you'll be the starting quarterback. Now, whether that's fair to Justin Herbert or not doesn't matter. He's the head coach, and he's saying that clearly as some kind of motivational tool. That's the way I read that. 
So coaches like to have that ability to motivate their guys. And if you just give the rookie quarterback the starting job right off the bat, you lose that ability to motivate him to continue to work, perhaps. But the other side of that is you have to also evaluate what you have on your roster. And if you spend the first six weeks of the season middling with a, you know, just a guy. Terod Taylor's a guy who can come in, run your offense, and not win you any games. Not like he's not going to be a difference maker in you winning. I know, a game. but these coaches get hung up on the fact that he's not going to lose you any game. I know. They're just it's middle of the roadville. And what I'm saying is I think these coaches lose out in that discussion when you talk about the motivated tactics. I think they lose out the other side of it, which is you get more time to find out what your guy can do. There are just some players that you can and I know it's not quite the same for quarterbacks, but you can practice all you want, but you throw them out there in a the game and you find out who can really play. And I think there's there's something to be said for seeing that in your quarterback as well. So, yeah, you have to know the offense. Yeah, you have to be able to get the respect of the guys. Yes, you have to be able to, in the moment, you know, grab someone by the face mask and tell them to be in the right position. You can't do that if you don't know the job. But assuming he's got the playbook down and assuming he does somewhat know how to run the offense, it just then becomes a point of, are you going to let the young guy play? And... He knows that better than us, Anthony Lynn does, but I tend to think it makes more sense to play the young guy, get him out there, and see what he can do. Uh, former Jags running back Leonard Fournette has agreed to a deal with Tampa. Now, Bruce Arian says that Ronald Jones is still going to be his starter, and I want to say LaShawn McCoy is there as well. I don't know if they got rid of him, but I know at some point he had signed a deal there, but that's a crowded running back situation. And I guess, in fairness to Tampa Bay, you can never have enough running backs, right? No. I mean, I I don't know what Leonard Fournette has left in the tank. And if you believe the stories coming out of Jacksonville, and I say if you believe them, because I, I don't know, it could have been a team source trying to make their decision look smarter than it actually was. The players on the Jags hated him and wanted him out of there. So what type of locker room presence is Leonard Fournette going to be? I have no idea. I would assume, though, he's not going to overshadow guys like Tom Brady and Gronk. Uh, no, I would tend to think not. And by the way, we're talking about how, you know, what does Leonard Fournette have in the tank? I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that this is everything to keep in mind, but I mean, last year he did have 1,100 yards rushing. It's not like it's not like he had zero yards rushing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, or, or no, he I had understand. a couple I hundred. I mean, and he had he had over 500 yards receiving too. That's Which a is why I found it. Back. I found it odd that they couldn't get anything for him. Or they didn't even just attempt to hold on to him for $4 million because that's yeah. all he was going to make. And then, yes, your team's going to be bad. The Jags aren't going anywhere. But if he has a nice start to the season, you can spin him off for a third-round pick to a desperate team when they have injury problems. Yeah, I don't know. All I, with, with Leonard Fournette, that his touchdown numbers last year, he had three rushing touchdowns, which is that's not great. But I do think some of that has to be attributed to the fact that you have a a pretty Their bad offense team. was bad. Right. Yeah, he had a bad offense. So uh, some of that also involves him, right? He's got to be able to punch it in when they get the chance to, but you got to give him that opportunity. I, I tend to think Tampa Bay, they're giving Tom Brady all the weapons. And I guess the nice thing is, between him and Bruce Arians, you got some guys who will be able to evaluate what's going on in that offense and say, we need to do more of this. Like I, I, I don't know if you feel this way, Mike, but I feel like Tom Brady will have no problem walking into Bruce Arians' office and saying, Stop running plays for this guy. We need to get the ball in this guy's hands. Whoever that is. So having another variable there gives you more options. So if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm thrilled that Leonard Fournette just fell in your lap. And assuming that 
all the whatever personality issues happened in Jacksonville, if all that can go away because now you're playing with a Hall of Famer, maybe that uh, is ultimately a good thing. Bill Belichick is named his starting quarterback today, but not everything Bill Belichick touches turns to gold. I'll tell you about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching a serious accident blocking the left lane of 71 southbound at East Broad Street. Police and ODOT crews on scene trying to get things clear. Traffic is stop and go from 17th Avenue and still continues to build. Plan about a 20-minute backup. This traffic report. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Sponsored by Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged and convenient on-the-go container, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. All right, I have some really significant breaking news to share with you, okay? All right. So we've all heard the story by now that perhaps the Big Ten presidents will vote again on postponing the fall football season. That could come tomorrow, could happen this weekend. We have no idea. And I already was pretty bullish on the fact that they were going to reverse course and we're going to get football in the fall. Now, when in the fall, we have no idea. But certainly before January, I think we'll have football. More likely, I think, by next month we'll have football. But here's why I'm convinced of it now. This just came down. The Pac-12 conference announced today it has entered into an agreement with the diagnostic test leader Quidel Corporation to implement rapid tests with student-athletes across all of its campuses for all close-contact sports. It says their testing machines will be delivered to all athletic departments by the end of September 2020. So a lot of people are looking at this saying, well, now the Pac-12 is going to get ready to reverse their decision because they have this rapid test situation they feel comfortable with. If the Pac-12 feels comfortable and it looks like there's light at the end of, t- end of the tunnel there, you have to be thinking that this is coming down with the Big Ten as well. Maybe not an agreement like this, but now that you have a conversation with the government, the White House, maybe securing the rapid testing that you feel comfortable with, of course, the outrage, and now your only ally looks like they may reverse course as well. There's really nothing holding the Big Ten back at this point. Well, I think that already became clear to them when they saw that. Look, I don't, I don't even think, I know the Big Ten and Pac-12 have always been linked at the hip because of yep, yep. because of the Rose Bowl, but I think the Big Ten, the drivers in the Big Ten, right, Ohio State being the primary school that drives the Big Ten, I think they view themselves in alignment more with the SEC than they do the Pac-12. And I think if they're honest, schools like Penn State 
and even uh, Wisconsin, Nebraska, those schools that have aspirations of becoming national champions, like I think those schools also would say they align themselves more with the SCC and the ACC. So the fact that those schools are playing, I think that is the the bigger issue here. But yeah, if the Pac-12 says, no, we can play, then the Big Ten looks foolish for being the only one sitting out. Even if you think they already did look foolish, they look even more foolish to themselves. And that's what truly matters. By the way, John Wilner, who is uh, someone who covers the Pac-12, I want to say for the San Jose Mercury News, he just tweeted out that uh, Pac-12 testing development will be discussed at a press conference today at uh, 5.15 our time, 2.15 their time, with important implications for Pac-12 return to sport competition scenarios. So we might get more info within the next 20 or 30 minutes whenever that press conference starts. Very interesting. And the other thing that uh, is worth noting here. In addition to this, you still have some local ordinances that forbid teams to practice. So, I mean, it's nice that you have this testing capability, I guess, coming in at the end of the month. But if the local governments don't say that practice is okay, that you can convene for practice, I don't know how you work around that. Yeah, I want to say, too, that I just saw this is not in the Pac-12, but this is obviously important for the Big Ten. I want to say that Michigan's governor, Gretchen Whitmer, she just today announced that like you know sports can return organized sports can return i don't know if that order had already previously eliminated college sports or maybe they carved out an exemption and said college and pro sports are well, exempt they were, from this they were practicing at yeah, the michigan okay. colleges before i'm just saying like uh they they are they're doing they're getting back to opening up gyms and pools and organized sports to resume practices in the state of Michigan. Right. I presume that helps that helps the cause for the Big Ten to say, look, more and more of our states are saying it's okay to do this stuff, so that's going to be less of a hindrance. If you see the same thing starting to happen in the Pac-12, like if you see California or Oregon or Washington going down that road in the next couple weeks, that would signal, I would think, more good news for the Pac-12 that they may too get back to playing football. We will keep an eye and an ear on that press conference coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Bill Belichick, we talked about him. He named his quarterback today. Uh, Cam Newton won that job. However, not everything that Bill Belichick touches turns to gold. And I, I saw that they have released Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu is a guy that they traded for. When did they trade for him? Was it last year they traded for him? I think you're right. They, they gave up a second-round pick to Atlanta to get Mohamed Sanu. He made six starts, and he caught 26 passes for only 207 yards and had one touchdown. And then they just released him. That is a bad return on your investment for a second-round pick. That, is, by the that way, is terrible. It may work out for Dwayne Haskins because he loves himself some Mohamed Sanu, and perhaps the Washington football team will take on his services. Yeah, it could be. Um, Colin, Evil Bald Colin, actually tweeted this out. I think it's a pretty good little line to follow with the Mohamed Sanu deal, where New England traded a 2022nd rounder to get him. They traded that pick to Atlanta. Atlanta traded that pick to Baltimore for Hayden Hurst, and the Ravens used that pick to draft J.K. Dobbins. So I would say that that, that trade could have worked out a lot better for New England instead of releasing a guy. They could have potentially been the ones who ended up with a draft pick of J.K. Dobbins. Not that that's exactly how it would have worked out, but yeah, Ravens made out great in that deal. 
uh, less so for the Patriots in that deal. That's uh, pretty bad. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, including lots of drama and rumor about returning to play college football in the Big Ten and the Pac-12, we'll get you up to date with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident blocking the shoulder of 71 southbound at East Broad Street. Traffic is still slow from 17th Avenue as they try to get things clear. Should be clearing up pretty soon. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming... I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Soon, but watch out for residual backups in the meantime. ODOT crews are still on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Geico. Did you know that right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com to learn more. Only an array with fan traffic. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, here's Man and Bone. Would you rather is coming up at 534. Let me remind you that Common Man and T-Bone is brought to you by our friends at Hinderer Motorsports. We have some big news today. I mean, I, I don't think there's any way to minimize this. That we could have the return of Big Ten football. We could have the return of Pac-12 football. This is so strange. Let's get to it. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. So we already had the reports uh, late last night that Big Ten presidents and chancellors would reconvene sometime soon for vote number two on whether to cancel the college football season. The fall yes. college football season. Yeah. Now we get word today, and this is official. The release is out. The Pac-12 has signed a deal with a rapid testing agency, and they're going to have these special testing machines at every single member school by the end of the month. And they're going to hold a press conference later on this hour to discuss a return-to-play situation. So if you already have these rumors out there, and you had a conversation with the president, and you have all this fan uproar, and you have three of the Power Five conferences not getting on board with you, it looked likely, at least in my mind, that the Big 12, Big 12, the Big 10 was ready to reverse their decision anyway. But now you have your only ally in the Pac-12 seemingly getting back to sports as well. I think this is almost a done deal at this point. We're going to have some sort of college football in the fall. Yeah, I mean, I'm not ready to say it's going to happen in October because that's that's still, I don't know. I don't know what all of this means at this point because even some of the reports I was reading about the testing thing in the Pac-12, they were saying, yeah, this this should pave the way for us to be playing, hopefully by Thanksgiving. You know, So I don't know if this is where everything is headed is to the end of November or if, like some of the reports are saying, it's early October. I mean, that's that's what I had heard earlier in the week, but we don't know. I mean, you know, Things are. It sounds like things are changing at a pretty rapid pace, so it very well could be that October is in play. All I know is this. 
uh, I think the Big Ten, their calculations at the start of this, I believed naively, I guess. I believed that they would not enter into a decision to cancel football lightly. I did not think that they would be canceling football for anything less than the most compelling medical reasons you can possibly think of. And if you believe some of the information that's out there about what they've said about myocarditis, I know not everyone believes that, I guess. I don't know what the word is for it, but whatever. What I know is when when you hear some of that, you say, oh, okay, yeah, this is why they didn't want to play football. Totally get it. If the Big Ten then says, nope, you know what, never mind, we're cool, we can start playing football again, I don't think they had then the most compelling medical information. I don't think they had something that was as dire as as I initially would have thought it had to be to cancel a football season. So clearly it seems like if they're going to tell us they've miscalculated and they're going to now decide to play football, well, then that tells me from the beginning the information they had, either they didn't really believe it or they just... They, they, they didn't understand it well enough to understand that it wasn't as dire as they thought. I'm getting mixed signals from the Big Ten on this if they then come back and say, yeah, we can totally play. Well, you told everyone it wasn't safe. So if it's not safe, then you shouldn't be playing. If you think it is safe, then you shouldn't have canceled it in the first place. This was organized terribly, and that's why I think that, yes, we're all going to be happy if they of do course. reverse course, yes, of course and they're playing football. That doesn't take away the lack of leadership on every single level, from the school level and to the Big Ten commissioner. And I think that we need to ask some serious questions and demand serious answers. And you know what? I'm glad this lawsuit they filed in the state of Nebraska is going to force them to perhaps answer those questions because we deserve it. Yeah, I don't know why that hasn't been answered already. I know some people think that like this lawsuit is what's caused them to reverse course. The lawsuit that was filed, if you read what just came out yesterday, because a lot of people were trumpeting that, if you read that, there was a discovery claim put in that says the Big Ten has to produce some documentation related to whatever vote there was, assuming there was a vote, which the Big Ten has said in an affidavit that there was. So I will assume that the Big Ten lawyers know what they're doing when they put something in a sworn affidavit. If you lie in that, a lot of people go to jail. So I'm Let's, guessing uh, you're probably they're not right. doing that. Let's, though, stop assuming that people know what they're doing. Well, I'm, Because I don't know if that's the case anymore. I, th- I think that... I want to say that one of the lawyers working for them is like a former U.S. attorney. Like, you... People who are at this level that get hired by the Big Ten to get them out of legal messes don't typically make simple mistakes like lying on an affidavit with Kevin Warren's name as one of the liars. That's not simply the type of thing you you would make a mistake of. But what I am saying is that Nebraska lawsuit, what it says is they have to provide for, from whatever vote there was any formal documentation that shows the vote existed. I don't think that a legal process can prove a negative, though. Like, if they can't produce that, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means they didn't maybe write it down or keep notes on it. Also, in that Nebraska legal filing, it did say they don't have to provide minutes, which the players wanted. They're not getting that. They do not have to provide like certain contacts for medical decisions that were made between like July 1st and the end of August, which they also wanted and are not getting. So it wasn't a slam dunk win for the Nebraska players. I think I still think reading all the facts, the majority of what this comes down to is the Big Ten thought everyone was jumping in the pool and only the Pac-12 joined them. And they said, oh, 
we, we don't want to be in the pool just with the Pac-12. We want to get out. And I think that's truly what has motivated this. So we'll see. We'll see if they hold the vote tomorrow. We have the Pac-12 press conference coming up in about five minutes. So we'll keep an eye and an ear on that and let you know of any developments. We had some starting quarterbacks named today in the NFL. The Chargers have named Terod Taylor their starting quarterback instead of Justin Herbert because Anthony Lynn just does dumb football coach things. And I don't know why I'm surprised when football coach coaches do the things that they're famous for. But here's another situation where he's in love with the fact that Terod Taylor is not going to you know, throw many interceptions. And I'm sure he looked very good in practice and worked very hard and... And I'm not going to put my veterans in a position where they have to live and die with a rookie quarterback, blah, blah, blah. There's a reason why he won five games last year, dude. All right, I, I don't understand this. Anthony Lynn is probably coaching for a, 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 his job this year. If they don't do anything this year, he's probably out on his ass. And so he feels more comfortable with a guy that's not going to make any mistakes, but he's also not going to win you any football games. The other thing we saw today is Bill Belichick naming Cam Newton his starting quarterback. Cam Newton has also been named a team captain. So a lot of speculation earlier on that maybe Jarrett Stidham actually beats him out for that job, but that did not come to pass. Yeah, and I... It really shouldn't be that surprising. I know, like guys like Boomer Esiason were saying, you can't learn an offense, you know, in an off season. Well, apparently Cam Newton can. He's an MVP or former MVP. Offense in an off season. He was saying that Jared Stidham has a leg up because he knows the offense, and with all the limited stuff going on this year, it's not quite the same as a normal off season. So Jared Stidham should have a leg up in this because he already knows what they want to do, which I think is fine. Except when you consider that Jared Stidham is a guy. And we don't really know how good he can be, but we know Cam Newton can get a team to a Super Bowl. I mean, we've seen that. So, yeah, I, I always thought Cam Newton was going to be the guy, assuming that he wasn't hurt and assuming that he had the opportunities. Jared Stidham, we were asking earlier if he had injuries. I know he was banged up a little bit earlier, but from what I understand, he's he was limited early in camp, but I don't think he has been the last week or so. All right, okay. And and so he, he's been practicing too, but Cam Newton has been getting more of the reps. And Bill Belichick... Yeah, I rarely, if ever, recall hearing Bill Belichick talk as much and as positively about any one player as I have heard him talk about Cam Newton in the last week. So does that mean Cam? That could just be him being Bill Belichick and trying to play some mind games. It could be that Cam Newton has completely wowed him. I don't know. But either way, it it starts to make sense that Cam Newton would be the starting quarterback because he's Cam Newton and Bill Belichick seems to be in love with him. Well, maybe you're saying to yourself, man, I miss the NFL. When is it coming back? Well, the answer is a week from tonight, so strap it on. I don't know what you're strapping on. Maybe the feed bag. Uh, The helmet. You strap Strap on the the helmet. helmet on, because you chin strap. You put that on, you snap it up there. Yeah, you strap it on. Uh, The crew beat Philadelphia last night. They're playing Cincinnati on Sunday, and I guess you can go if you want. The crew have announced... They're going to allow 1,500 people into Moffrey Stadium on Sunday. They're going to offer the tickets to season ticket holders that have tenure. Bone, I assume you were offered tickets, but you're not going to go. No, no, I'm not. And I don't, I don't disparage anybody who wants to go. Just for me, I don't, I don't plan on going and being a part of it. I don't, want to, I don't want to go. I just don't feel comfortable doing that. But if you do, enjoy. I hope it's a good time. Like, what did you say? It's 1,500 people, so... yeah. Moffrey holds like around 20,000 people normally, so that is a very small percentage of the capacity. You should be able to social distance just fine. Let me give you this stat, though, Mike. Uh, Dave Holmes, our guy over at 10 TV, tweeted this out, and it's a good reminder. The crew have allowed two goals in this regular season. Two. 
No other team in the Eastern Conference has allowed fewer than eight goals. So crew defense has stepped it up, and that is a big portion of why they were able to win that game last night because they weren't really doing great on offense. They got one goal, which is what they needed from Lucas Zellerayon. He's been a difference maker. And they made it stood up. That's It wasn't their best game they've ever played, but they got three points against a top-five team, and they are back on top of the standings in Major League Soccer. So good for the crew. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. I saw this headline. I think you'd appreciate it. Cities are using poop to look for early COVID-19 outbreaks. Apparently, oh. this is a thing where... They send uh, people into the sewers, and they study the poo, and if they find high viral loads in the poo, they can establish which communities have, uh, you know, hot areas of coronavirus. Imagine that being your job. It's like, what are you doing today, Fred? I'm just going to dissect some turds, look for coronavirus. You know, that's a weird thing, especially because years from now, let's say that those people end up being vital to us you know, figuring things out and saving lives. The poo and, doctors. Right. At some point, someone like a grandchild asked their grandfather, like, so grandpa, tell me again, what did you do to help like stave off? Because mom always tells me how you helped stop coronavirus. You were like one of the key people. What was it you had to do? And he's like, well, it's finally ready to tell you. I had to sift through human waste. That's what I did. I was sifting through it. I was down there in it. So I'm not proud of it, but that's what we had to do. Like, can you ever really get a medal for that? Like, do you feel like that's something you could ever put up on your mantle as like best poof, poo doctor of all time right there? I don't know. I don't know if that works. Thank you. I would love to see it. Just a bronzed turd. I got a, I've got some quotes for you from Larry Scott, by the way. Well, hold on. I gotta, we got to take a break. All right. We'll, we'll come I'm saying we can do quotes. that when we come back. All right. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You're going to find an accident on Summit Street south of 5th Avenue. This is an injury accident. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online line at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Please be extra cautious as traffic begins to build and it's going to take a little bit to get this clear from the roadway. Traffic is slow, about a five-minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If the next step for your business is finding a high-impact hire, try Indeed. Their flexible payment of options means better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. Indeed will even give you a $75 credit for your first job post at Indeed.com slash high-impact. Terms and conditions apply. Only an array with fan traffic. Broadcasting live from the Tacoma Dome, here's Man and Bone. Would you rather, coming up at 534, T-Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. Kinetico is the place to go if you've got funk in your water. You have got, I don't know, maybe it's the chalky white stuff you get on your dishes. Maybe you just notice that when you drink your water, it tastes bad. Maybe you've known that for so long you go out and buy bottled water all the time and it's annoying. Don't do that. 
The K5 drinking water station from Connecticut is what I have in my house. We have a faucet right on top of the sink that it comes out of, so I'm always getting pure drinking water, no more bottled water. It's beautiful. And right now, their 50th anniversary celebration savings event is still going on. You can still get a great deal on that right now, but you got to go to ConnecticutColumbus.com and make sure you get the info and have them come out and show you the benefits of Connecticut in your house. ConnecticutColumbus.com to get the funk out of your water. Big happenings today where it looks like we're going to get a second vote from Big Ten presidents and chancellors whether to undo the cancellation of the fall football season. We also saw some big happenings in the Pac-12. They have announced they have come to terms with a testing company for rapid tests and I know that they're holding a press conference right now. You said you had some quotes from Commissioner Larry Scott. Yeah, Larry Scott said about the uh, Quidel Corp that they have partnered with. Apparently, they have this machine called the Sophia testing device that they're going to be putting into teams' training rooms. And they said that it can give them results in 15 minutes in the training room. So you can test a player. You can get the results within you know half an hour or less for the whole team, probably. And then you can move on with doing whatever you're supposed to do that day and quarantine anyone you need to. So he said that's, quote, a game changer. Uh, they also said this, though. I mean, it's it's good news from the Pac-12, but he also noted that even if they could resume preparation and or competition right away, they can't do that right now in the Pac-12 because of public health restrictions in California and Oregon. He said half of the league's members essentially can't practice right now. So like we were saying in the last segment, good signs for the Pac-12. They are going to need something on that side of the legislative you know, part. They're going to need the states to say, okay, yes, it is okay for your schools to go back, and not just for football, but for all the fall sports. We obviously care about football. But he's saying that's where the timetable stands because they can't just start training right now. They, they're still going to be weeks away from being able to do this even if they get these devices into the schools, they they haven't been able to practice because they don't have the orders to say they can't. Yeah, and that's that's interesting. And from look, from a football fan perspective, you want all five of the Power Five conferences to be in action. You have your season, you have your playoffs, you have your champion. That's respected, and that's the end of it. But from a, and that's good for them that they've developed this rapid testing thing. From a Big Ten standpoint, well. If they hold this vote and they reverse course, oh yeah, <laughs> they don't have any of these public health issues that California or restrictions that California and Oregon have for Big Ten member schools. They can get back to it fairly quickly. Well, we don't now. You're right. But like you said, Iowa is up. Ohio is up as far as positive tests. Uh, first of all, the Iowa state government's not going to do anything. This was a state that didn't you. even fully close anything. Yeah. And if you really, when you look at the region, you've had Illinois and you've had Michigan and at times Ohio, too, with the most comprehensive restrictions in the country, in this area, in the Midwest area. And even the, the Michigan governor, what is her name? I always forget her name. Uh, governor Whitmer. I think. Gre Gretchen Whitmer, yes. right? She's come out and she is restarting uh, high school activities. And previously, the Michigan universities were able to practice. You don't have the type of restrictions that you have in California and Oregon. Now, are they going to come to their own little agreement with a rapid testing company? I would assume that also has to be in the works, right? Uh, I, I would tend to think so. I'm, 
Let me put it this way. If the Big Ten is sitting around going, yeah, I guess we'll just uh, wing it and see what happens, and then this news comes out about the Pac-12 saying, we've partnered with this company and we've got this all sorted out, there's no way the Big Ten's not doing that. I mean, I thought that was part of what the White House call with Kevin Warren was about. Correct. And was they, they may announce they've partnered testing. with the United States government to secure testing and not an individual company. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all, I, all I'm saying here is that if the Pac-12 has been in these conversations, and we thought the Pac-12 was just like, yeah, we're not playing, we get it, it's fine. Well, that that shows that there has been enough significant change that even the Pac-12 is looking at their decision again. Doesn't mean they're going to start playing October 1st. Sounds like, to me, judging by what they're saying, is we can't practice right away, and even if we could practice, we don't have these machines until the end of September. I'm guessing they will say we can maybe start playing in November. And I wonder if like an expanded timetable or a closer timetable becomes early November for either the Big Ten or the Pac-12. Because that would seem like if you do have to wait until the end of September to get started, and maybe some of these states out in the Pac-12, if they can start closer to uh, you know, the end of September getting their states reopened and letting the schools go back to practice, just consider the Big Ten, they don't want to be in no man's land. They don't want to be in a situation where they can't play like a Rose Bowl or something like that and have bowl game opponents, and they don't want to be in a situation where they're not in the playoffs either. So if they start late enough in November, well, let me let me ask you this: they're not in the playoffs, but if they start in if they can start in October, they don't have to worry about the Pac-12. I don't think there's a strong likelihood of this, but what do you think the chances are that the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the other three conferences who are still hell bent on playing football and have not shut anything down? actually get together now and say let's do this all together we're good to go we have this (laughs) testing let's all just hold off until maybe mid-october and we'll all start at the same time so we can be on the same timeline i think that makes a ton of sense but here's what would have to happen you would have to have then the sec and acc who were like we knew it was cool and the big 12 we knew it was cool we were fine with playing you guys didn't want to play now you want us to slow up and not do our thing because you guys were slow to make decisions? Yes, and I, again, I, that's why I don't think it's likely, but perhaps then the other three Power Five conferences, Big 12, ACC, SEC, will look at this and say, oh, so they got these machines in their, in their rooms where they could just test people right away? Well, we want that too. Well, maybe we'll all just get a group rate. <laughs> With this, with this company, <laughs> I don't and we'll know. get those same machines so that everybody's playing on the same set of rules and has the same testing availability. I, I don't, I don't think it's likely. I don't, I, I know, I don't think so either. But here's what I think could emerge from all this is, and I hope this is the case. If they all get back to playing football, because I look, I don't care as much about the Pac-12, but that doesn't mean the Pac-12 shouldn't have shouldn't be involved too. I mean, we want a real champion, do we not? If you Absolutely. have all the if you have the five power conferences involved, then it does feel like you're getting a real champion. Even though the Pac-12 has largely not shown up when they get to the championship games, I have news for you. That's what everyone thinks about the Big Ten outside of Ohio State. So you can say that about the Pac-12, but that's what the SEC and ACC are saying about us. So I don't think it's a terrible idea to have everyone on the same page. But maybe if the Big Ten can come back in October, Pac-12 can get back early November, let's say then maybe there's enough there to say, all right, we don't know how this season's going to go, but let's just agree to move the playoffs back 
to January or right. something, you know, to to give everyone enough room to finish their seasons and then have the selection and then have the playoff games. I think that would be a reasonable move. And I and I honestly think the playoffs should think about the college football playoffs need to think about that because you do have two pretty big players in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten who will be pretty pissed if they do all this work to get started and you say, "Up, oh, too bad, we're playing in January, we're playing in late December." That's not going to fly. Bone, what time is it? What time is it? Oh, it's that time, Mike. It's time for some Would You Rather. 614-821-9710 is a phone number. You can also send in your Would You Rather tweets at manandbone971. The best Would You Rather this week. It's a $55 gift card to Loops. Loops is true Chicago-style food on the corner of Northwest Boulevard and King Avenue in Grandview. Would You Rather's next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching an injury accident on Summit's. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Street south of 5th Avenue. It is causing some backups as they work to get this clear. Please be extra cautious over here. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts. Because three is better than one. P3 is packaged and convenient on-the-go container, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Would you rather with Common Man and T-Bone? Sponsored by Geico Insurance. 614-821-9710 is a phone number. Would you rather time? The best would you rather this week could say $50 Loops gift card. Loops is true Chicago-style food on the corner of Northwest Boulevard and King Avenue in Grandview. And as some dumbass on your TV says on diners, drive-ins, and dives, the Jardinaire makes it. That's right. That's what I've heard. I have some tweets for you, too. You can also tweet the program at manandbone971. Here's perhaps my favorite one of the day. Would you rather be 4-5 or 7-7? Oh, that's... Think about it, though, for a second. No, I don't have to. Think about it for a second, because I know you're going to say 7-7, but think of all the complications in your life if you're 7-7. Sleeping in a bed, using the toilet, driving in a car. Yeah, all These are all very difficult things. These are everyday things. You know what else is also difficult with all those things? When you're 350 pounds. So I bring it on. <laughs> if I was tall, at least I wouldn't have to get a stepping stool to get stuff on the top of the counter. Yeah, I'm good. Or on the top of the cabinets. I, I think say. I would choose four or five. No. Be a little I wouldn't. tiny mang. I wouldn't want that. No. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to be like Sean Bradley, who was, I think, seven, six. I don't know if I'd want to be so rail thin that I looked like I was going to, you know, break in half, but. Yeah, well, imagine, what do you mean you don't want to be strong? You're seven seven in this scenario. You're seven seven. Yeah, but what if you're like, um, what if you're seven seven, but you're you know just a big burly dude? What if you're not like you know a skinny guy? I mean that that factors in as well. There's right? not a lot of seven seven guys that are big burly dudes. I think. Well, there's not a lot of seven seven guys. That's, that's right. I mean, that's the thing. So everybody, you'd just be stared at all the time. You're right. That's fair. But you know, I would I would probably live with that more than being four or five. 
See, if you're tiny, you can just blend in. Not blend in, but hide, I should say, because no one's going to be looking down. All I'm telling you is I've been so close to dunking with touching rim, I just oh, want to finally God. get over the hump. With seven seven, I have no problem. I can dunk right away. Uh, Ray, you're on the fan. Hello, Ray. Yeah, my guys. Go, go to hell. hell. Would you rather have Mike Piazza as a catcher or Johnny Bench? Um, well, now it would be Johnny Bench because as much as I used to like Mike Piazza, I mean, that guy was my guy. But I found out he ruined a soccer team in Italy and then pretty much blamed the fans what for does, it. What does that have to do? Screw him. Screw him. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I hate him. Can't stand him. <laughs> Screw that guy. He sucks. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer who played for your team. Yeah, I know he you is, and I hate him now. You have an affinity for him. And I hate him now. I did have an affinity for him. I had a large affinity for him. I have jerseys. I had all kinds of stuff of his. All right, as much as I love myself some Johnny Bench and his cream that doesn't stink, <laughs> Mike Piazza is the greatest offensive catcher of all time. So that's my answer, Mike Piazza. Uh, John, you're on the fan. Hello, John. Hey, my guys. Coogee Chagalio. Craig Long. Would you rather the Big Ten gets football started, well, fall sports started back up, but they're so late they miss the playoffs and Ohio State goes undefeated, or the Big Ten starts up on time to make the playoffs, but that the team up north wins the national title? Oh, I don't know. I don't want a scenario where Michigan wins the right. national as title. Any, any scenario where that I, happens I play, is I thrown play, out. play the football season in June for all I care. I don't want to. No, I don't want to see them win. Uh, here's a tweet. Would you rather have the Buckeyes play, see Fields, Olave, etc., for one more season, knowing we can't win a national championship, or have the crew win the championship with minimal slash no fans all season and no victory parade? Oh, come on. I, need well, I, I know parade. what you're taking. I need a victory parade, though. That's been my problem with well, the 08 Well, there's no victory team. parade. That's been my problem with the 08 team, was they never got a parade. What's the and difference? I can't they believe we didn't get one. They don't take your championship away. I know, but I just, I'm just mad about it. All what right, was the so first option? What was the first option? You get to see the Buckeyes play for one more season, but you can't win a national championship. They're not involved in the playoffs. All right. Well, I, yeah, I want... Okay, so if it's not costing anybody in a championship, then I do want the crew to win the championship. Yeah. Yes, of course. All right. Uh, would you rather attend a 12-hour-long fantasy draft party with Clay Travis, Kevin Warren, Adam Dunn, and Jim Harbaugh? Oh, Jesus. Mm. Oh, boy. That would be a thing. Or a draft party with <laughs> just Rimmer and Anthony Rothman's dogs, and you're covered completely in peanut butter. <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, do, I'll do the... Uh, give, me, give me the dogs. I'm fine but with But you're the covered dogs. in peanut butter. I don't you're care. I like dogs. Sexually dogs assaulted by those dogs. Uh, no, come on. Rothman will be there. He'll protect me. No, Rothman's not going to protect you. He's going to keep the dogs away. He's going to throw on. honey on you. Yeah, I guess. Ah, what are you doing with just the peanut butter? My dog's like honey. There you go. Yeah. By the way, Teddy has a mask on in there because he has a visitor in the in the studio, so I can't tell if he's just frowning at me and totally hates this show yeah. or he's smiling. I think, I, I think he is. Ted, you should get one of those creepy masks where people have put, like, you should get a Denny Hamlin mask where he had the smile on the mask. That's what you need. Uh, Alex, you're on the fan. Hello, Alex. My guys. Mr. T-Bone. Would you rather start each day with a fresh brand new pair of underwear or a fresh brand new pair of socks at no cost to you? 
Oh, underwear. Underwear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I start my evening every night with a fresh no, new pair of underwear. I have my nighttime underwear. But he's saying, like, it's delivered to you every day. Like, here's a brand new pair of underwear, and you can just throw it away at the end of the day. Like, I'd rather do that than socks. I don't mind. Like, I can wash socks a lot better. I'm I'm good with that. I ordered some new underwear the other day. Mm-hmm. No good. Oh? Here's a problem. I wear the same kind of underwear I have forever. And so when they change one little thing, I I can't do it. Like they changed the waistband on mm-hmm. my favorite type of underwear, and now I can't. I threw it right in the garbage. Yeah. It's always tough when, uh, you know, when you have the thong underwear and they change it That's up. Right. That's tough. right. That's right. How does anybody, in all seriousness, I how does know. anybody wear thongs? I don't know. Why do you want like a permanent thing up your ass? It's a great question. I it's it's not an answer I've ever been able to understand personally, but maybe someone out there does and for you I say bravo. Would you rather be able to take back everything you say or hear every conversation around you? I don't know what that means. I don't want to hear every conversation around me. I don't want to hear what people are oh, saying. Oh, I'd much rather be able to take back things I say just because half the time you say something and realize later ah, that's not what i meant exactly like, stupid yes yeah if i could hear but i guess if you could hear everybody's conversation you could know if they're talking about but you I don't or you could hear know what they're talking I assume about everyone's talking about me and they hate me so why do i want to hear it <laughs> fair enough so is that your pick yeah yeah i'd go with being able to take back whatever i said all right we're out of time all right good uh let's give it to uh Let's give it to Ray. Actually, you know what? Nah, I already said it. Damn it. I can't say it back. Right, I can't say it because then I'm it. just a jerk. Yeah, you are. All right, Ray wins a prize. Saturday night in Toledo, Ohio. Ray gets a $50 Loops gift card. We're back with the back page. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan track. Oh, hello. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You're going to find some slow traffic on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute backup. And more slowdowns on 71 southbound between Frank Road and 270. Tap those brakes. It's going to be about a 10-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by BP. Hey, Columbus, fill your tank with Amico Ultimate with Invigorate and keep on going. Amico Ultimate with Invigorate at BP and Amico Stations. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You guys, man and bone, how's the, what day is this, Thursday? How's the Thursday going? Oh, it's <laughs> it's fantastic. And Timmy, as much as I love talking to you, just about oh. random things. Yeah. 
we have a Pac-12 press conference going on. Is it still going on or is it over? I don't know if it's still going on. There's some uh, there's some tweets coming out as of the last five minutes, so I don't know if it's just wrapping up. But yeah, information coming from Larry Scott where he said he and Kevin Warren are speaking frequently, and this may not be the greatest news if you're hoping for an early Big Ten restart. Restart seems inevitable, but maybe not the early October thing because he said, quote, did Larry Scott, Pac-12 commissioner, a high priority for the Pac-12 would be to align our seasons. It would be awesome to have some of the traditional postseason opportunities the Pac-12 and Big Ten have enjoyed with each other. And Nicole Auerbach, who has uh, tweeted that out, she then speculated, does that mean spring Rose Bowl? Who knows? But Okay. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it sounds like the Pac-12 is trying really hard to get aligned with the Big Ten on this. Who knows what Kevin Warren's going to do? Because if we could predict that, we would have been able to predict what was actually going to happen this last month. Yes, but, you're right. None of this makes any sense. And if, if the, the school presidents and the chancellors do get together, like has been reported, and they reverse their decision, and they, they allow full football, if I'm Kevin Warren... Well, first of all, I just fire myself. But if that's off the table, <laughs> I call up Larry Scott and I say, yeah, that's that's great. And I'm glad you want to align yourself with us. But you need us more than we need you. The reason why the Pac-12 doesn't want to get going as quickly as possible is because there are still restrictions in the states of California and Oregon from holding organized practices. That does not exist in the Big Ten. The Big Ten can jump into the pool with the other three power fives if they choose and just leave Pac-12 standing there holding the bag. Yeah, there is that. But there's one other thing to keep in mind here, too. Pac-12, one of the Pac-12 medical experts, Dr. Kim Harmon, I want to say she's from Stanford, but I could be wrong. Um, she says that the Pac-12 and Harvard are working together on a study regarding the connection between COVID-19 and myocarditis, which I know the Pac-12 has cited as a huge reason why they did not want to start the season. And I think, obviously, the Big Ten has said that's a reason for them, too, but we don't hear from their medical experts, so I'll take Dr. Kim Harmon's word. Anyway, she said they expect to have preliminary results on that study in a month or two. So if by the end of September or middle of October, you have a study that says, hey, the myocarditis you know, development between that and COVID, it doesn't seem significant. And they also have this rapid testing installed at all the schools, and all those states have decided, okay, cool, now we're not going to you know, restrict you from practicing anymore. That would seem to indicate that's what clears the field for the Pac-12. Um, the other thing that they brought up is that the testing that they would be doing, because Mike, you asked earlier, are some of the other schools able to use this? Like the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12, are they yeah. using this this ti- this testing thing? She said the difference is they're going to be testing in the Pac-12 daily. As we've heard, some of the other conferences, it's like once a week or twice a week or before the games. But this is going to be a daily test every day. Every player will get tested to see what they have. So that'll give us a lot of information, but that also you can see how that would be a lot different than what all these other schools are saying they're doing. I don't know. Maybe the Big Ten will be doing something similar, and if that's the case, then you can see why they would think that's a lot safer to do than what the ACC or SEC is doing. All right, Timmy, Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. What are you going to chat about? 
Uh, a lot of what you're chatting about right now, too. We'll keep everybody up to speed on things that keep trickling out about the Pac-12. We saw that report with the rapid testing. When's that going to be available or in Big Ten hands like it will for them? Uh, nine days from now, the Big Ten is going to have to produce some documents, as we found out last night. Penn State had sort of a bombshell report about what Bone was mentioning, myocarditis today. And uh, later on in the second hour, we have a Buckeye doing some uh, big things in Flushing, New York right now. So we'll talk to the head tennis coach, Ty Tucker, at 733. Two big hours of the Buckeye show. And then what's coming up at 8 o'clock tonight, Timmy? At 8 o'clock, a little thing called You'll See. That's at right. At 8.30, we've got some NBA postseason action. And then after that, another thing <laughs> called You'll See. <laughs> The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, the YouTube TV people are adding NFL Network to their base package, which is a big win for anybody who has YouTube TV, but they are also adding Red Zone to a premium sports tier, which is about to be unveiled the, spree, the premium sports tier would apparently be available, they're saying, for about $10 a month more if you already have YouTube TV, but that would include Fox College Sports, Fox Soccer Plus, Goal TV, Mav TV, Stadium, and TVG. So, nice what the hell addition. is TVG? That is a... If you've ever seen that channel where there's just horse racing on, like, all the time, oh, okay. that's TVG. It's like Stadium's a, free anyway. You can get that on the free Roku channel. Well, there you go. Then you shouldn't buy it. That's what no. I'm telling you, Tim. But you could, but then you can't get red zone. So this is—is is that what you have? YouTube that. TV? I do. I have that. Yeah. Okay. I that's Timmy what I thought. Does. Yeah. I'm not so. talking. To, I don't care about Tim. Okay. <laughs> well, I, won't, I won't ask again. There you go. Um, then you've got Mariah Carey. She has. It was known a long time ago that she was dating Derek Jeter back in the '90s. She had a fling with Derek Jeter. Uh, this was while she was still technically married to Tommy Mottola music mogul at the time but their marriage was on the rocks they were breaking it up and then she met jeets and they got between the sheets yes anyway it's long been speculated that she may have written about that affair in some of her music well she has now confirmed that in her upcoming memoir the meaning of mariah carey uh they have released some excerpts that do confirm that a couple of her songs off the album butterfly were in fact about Derek jeter uh, she says her song, The Roof, was about her first kiss with Derek Jeter, which took place on the roof of his apartment building. And then also the song, My All, that was one about how she risked it all to meet up with Jeter in Puerto Rico while she was still technically married to Matolas. So there you go. If you've ever wondered, did Mariah Carey sing about her time with Derek Jeter? The answer is now you know. Yes, you can go listen to those songs and picture her singing that to Derek Jeter. And now you'll get the full context. By the way, you've forgotten who all is married to whom Mariah Carey went on to marry and have kids with Nick Cannon. Derek Jeter is now happily married with children to model Hannah Jeter. Uh, she was the DirecTV genie back in the day. So, And I think Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey are divorced, right? Are they divorced now? Yeah, I think they're... Okay, yeah. I don't remember. I don't. She's I don't a loon. Attention. And he's so a loon, He's too, a loon, too. So they yeah. should get back together. <laughs> Two loons in love. They are both loony. Yes, indeed. So there you go. Thank you, Bone. You're welcome. Uh, Buckeye Show's coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow for a big Friday show, and hopefully we're talking about fall football making a return. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an injury accident on East Broad Street west of Cassidy Avenue. This is causing some backups as they work to get things clear. Please be extra cautious over here. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime as traffic begins to build. This traffic report is sponsored by EverStream, the business-only fiber network. At EverStream, the business-only fiber network, they believe business deserves better. EverStream's full-service approach to business connectivity delivers the speed and reliability that businesses demand. EverStream, faster fiber, better business. Eliana Ray with Fan Traffic. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills, or whatever the generic is called now, yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. And I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt I think you on should. it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. Thanks. You, you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's 
going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy. Good. Right? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate, so good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends, because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.